Hey guys, this is Zach. I wanted to talk to you real quickly before you listen to this message on podcast because we're in a very unique season as a ministry and really as a church worldwide because of this virus. But we want to partner with you in this unique season and encourage you in your faith and everyday life. So we're putting out new content every day, whether that's a short devotional from one of our student leaders or an online message like you're about to listen to. And we're also providing some very special opportunities for us to gather digitally for prayer and even songwriting. The best way to be a part of all of that is to follow us on all of our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and Snapchat. Just search at MVMTU on any of those platforms, and we'll look forward to connecting with you there. Thank you so much for listening. So here's this week's message from Collective Online. If you haven't been here before, we're so glad that you're here. Um, As you just saw, we've got camp coming up very, very soon. Um, If you haven't gotten your deposit in, I don't know what you're waiting for. You need to go ahead and get it in because it's going to be so fun. I am over the moon excited about it. And I'm sure everybody that's going can convince you as well. Um, But again, as I was saying, thank you so much, guys, for joining in tonight. We appreciate you being here. And I know this isn't exactly what we are wishing for, to be having to do this through a camera and through a stream. But it is effective. It's working. I love being able to interact in this way with you guys every week. And it's super fun. Um, And as I'm sure you guys know, to go ahead and get started, um, high school's out this week. It's done. If you're done, throw in a comment. Tell me how much longer you've got. Um, I am excited for you. I know that I was excited to be done with high school, so I cannot even imagine how excited you are to be done at this moment. Um, And for all of our seniors, I am so proud for you. I'm so excited for you. I am sure that is like, it's one of the best times ever being able to graduate, but just know that I'm there with you too, and that it's a really good moment in your life, so cherish it. But speaking of high school, I'm sure there is things that you can think of that are specific just to high school. Um, You probably can think of like going to lunch every day. That's probably not normal in everyday today's society of someone saying, okay, here's your bell, get lunch right now. Some of you, you probably have the ability to go away for lunch. You can do whatever you want to do. Some of you only have to go to certain class periods. Well, I'm glad you have that luxury because when I was in high school, everything was bell by bell. We went to lunch at a specific time. I had class at a specific time. Couldn't leave to go early. So those are kind of things that um, when I think of high school, I think of a schedule. I think of, you know, eating terrible lunch food, those kind of things. If you like your cafeteria, then congratulations, because mine was awful. So I'm glad that you have that luxury. But um, I got to thinking kind of about high school and how it differs from college. So basically what I did with my entire high school career, as you'd call it, is I started working for like working on college when I started as a freshman. And that's not normal. It's definitely not normal. Some of you can go away and do dual enrollment. I don't know what specific county you might go to, but it changes. It varies. For mine, we could start as soon as ninth grade. So that's what I did is I started in ninth grade and I wrapped up and finished my AA degree when I was a senior. So my high school experience was a little bit different, but I never really went to go to college. I always did it online. I always did it online through high school. So I was doing high school classes and college classes at the same time. Um, But when I got to UF and when I got to Santa Fe before I went to UF, it was really different. It was very different. So basically, you know, 
if you are in high school right now not doing dual enrollment, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Somebody tells you every day, well, not right now, I'm sure it's your mom right now, but your teachers used to tell you every day when you're going to lunch, what class period you're going to, and you had to follow this specific schedule. It's not like that in college. Nobody's gonna tell you when to go to lunch or what to get or what's gonna be on the menu. They're not gonna tell you when your classes are. That's up to you. So when I walked on campus at UF, I was mind blown. Not exactly because someone didn't tell me when I was supposed to go to lunch, but more so because I had no idea what I was doing. It was insanely different. I was confused, it was hard. All those freshman feelings that you get and you're gonna get, um, just preparing you for it right now. But here's the thing, I think a lot of times as a Christian, that we, we think in that way. We think that before we get saved, what we did then, it was fine, we're good people. We can keep doing it after. But that's not always the case. We can't do what we did before we got saved, now that we're saved. It just doesn't work like that, and I'm gonna tell you why. Being saved isn't just a heart transformation, but it's a life transformation. And that means that not only is God gonna come into your heart, but he's gonna come into your life. He's gonna change everything that you've ever thought about before. And if you're walking into being saved thinking that you're still gonna be able to live life as normal, you've got it wrong. And I, you know, I hope I'm not the first person to tell you that or that I'm the first person to bring it to your mind, but it's true. Like, your entire life is going to be changed. But once you're saved, your entire life should be transformed, as I kind of just mentioned a minute ago. Um, but you should be a consistent reflection of God and a consistent reflection of what Christianity stands for. But we're not always going to measure up to that. And I think we are well aware of that, but that's what we're going to get into tonight. So if you'll go ahead and bow your head with me, we're going to go ahead and pray, and then we'll get started. Hey, God, thank you so much for your new mercies every day. I pray and, and I thank you that we've been able to be together over this scary time in all of our lives. Lord, I pray that as we dive deep into your word tonight, that we're able to pull something out that we never have before. And that even though we're in a different circumstance and a different time in our lives, that we're able to find something in what we're reading tonight and that you move in all of our hearts no matter where we are. It's in your name we pray, amen. All right, so we're going to go ahead and jump in, and we are going to read Ephesians 4, 17 through 24. So if you'll turn with me there, we'll go ahead and get started. Yes, so fun. That's one thing I miss about Collective. There's a lot of things that I miss about Collective, but one thing that I really miss is hearing cheers as we open up the Word. So hopefully you are cheering in your home right now because we are diving into the Word. So we'll go ahead and start in verse 17 if you'll follow along with me. Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. It's important to keep in mind, just a little break here as we're reading, that we don't represent the Gentiles after we get saved, but rather before. So when Paul is here talking about Gentiles and what they do, he's talking about what you're like before you get saved. So to keep reading in verse 18, they are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the light of God because of ignorance that is in them, due to the hardness of their hearts. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ. Assuming that you've heard about him and were taught in him, 
as the truth in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So basically what this is saying is that your life prior to God was corrupt because it was set upon the wrong foundation. And I know there's times in your life where you think that were things any different before you got saved than they are now? And that's an honest truth. There's times in my life where I've wondered if before I got saved, like, what was I doing so bad then that is terrible, like, it would be not a good thing to do now. You might not necessarily be sinning every day constantly, but your life was still corrupt because you didn't have those right truths in your mind. You didn't have the right foundation set underneath you. But as it mentions here, prior to God, you were greedy to practice every kind of impurity with no knowledge of the hope of God. And so basically what that means is you were easier to be, like, condoned, if that's the right word. You were condoned to practice things that you wouldn't do now when you're saved. Um, so it's harder to stray away from those things because it's almost like, what's the point? Like, it's just me, myself, and I. What am I doing wrong here? But as a Christian, like, you've got the Holy Spirit, you've got God, and so you know better. You obviously can read it here. So it's easier to try and stray away from those things that make life a little harder. Um, but the thing is, is that, you know, now that you are saved, if you're saved right now and you can say you are, you have a newer, a sturdier foundation set underneath you, and it makes things a little easier. Um, but to move on, like, the thing is, our ability to stay with that hope becomes harder once we stray away. And um, I think there's probably many times you can say in your life where we've all strayed away from God. And I think I can say that, you can say that, anyone in this room can say that we've strayed away from God before. And it's not because we're bad Christians, we're bad people, it's because we're human. And that's our human nature is to stray away from God and to just ignore and try and do things on our own. But in reality, the hope that we find through Jesus becomes harder to hear and harder to stay in tune with the more that we stray away. The Lord calls us to put off our old selves, which belong to your former manner of life, and to put on your new self created after God in true righteousness and holiness. So that means before... Obviously, we were straying away from God, and now that we are saved, most of the time that we stay with God, but there are those times that we stray away. There are the times that we walk away. So I'm sure many of you right now are absolutely dying to go to the mall. Some of you, you're like, I don't care. I'd rather get my clothes off Amazon. This is fine. Other of you, you are absolutely dying to go to the mall, go to Target, do anything like that. I'm in the same boat with you. I don't like having to look at my clothes online. I don't like having to judge what my size is gonna be, what would that look good on me. I don't know, guys, I'm pretty sure you're not connecting with this right now, but if you like shopping for your clothes in a store, then, you, then this is for you. But um, honestly, getting clothes, like new clothes feels great. Like you can have a closet full of clothes, but if you have the opportunity to go in a store and pick out something new, I'm pretty sure all of us would be like, sign me up. That's great. But um, you can't live in your old clothes forever. 
If you're that type of person that's like, I'm going to wear this same t-shirt till the day I die, it doesn't matter, it's fine, soon enough that shirt's going to get holes. Soon enough that shirt's going to get dirty if you don't wash it. Soon enough that shirt's just going to start to crumble off of you until you no longer have a shirt anymore. And that's kind of like the comparison between your old life and your new life. Because when you were saved, you took off your old nature like dirty clothes and put on your new nature like a suit of clean clothes. And I'm sure if any of you have a good old southern mama like I do, then if you go to school in your new clothes and you come home, she's going to ask you, did everybody like your new outfit? Did they love it? Did they love it? I I hope so, because we picked that out especially for you. Mine did that, so if yours did that, I'm sure we're connected on the same level here. But people are going to notice. People are going to notice that you've got that new outfit on. They're going to compliment you. They're going to notice something's different about you. Same thing if you get your hair done, haircut. People are going to notice that there's a change. And you can almost say the same thing about when you get saved, that people are going to see that difference. People are going to see that change in you. It's going to see how you're living your life differently. But the thing is, is, as I just said about the old t-shirt, if you keep your old ways on like that old t-shirt, no one's going to know what happened. No, you're not going to be a witness to anybody. Nobody's going to know that you've got that clean outfit sitting in your closet at home because you're not showing it off. And I think, as I'm saying here, you've got to treat being saved almost like clean clothes every day. Show people what you've got. Show people your God. Show people what God has done for you. And if you continue to wear that same raggedy t-shirt every day, nobody's going to notice that you're different. Nobody's going to notice that you've changed. But the thing to move on from here is we know that we had to change. We know that we had that old t-shirt on and we've got this new t-shirt. What do we do now? Like when we go out into the public, how do we show people that we've got God? How do we show people that we're saved, that we're different. And honestly, to some of you that have been saved for years, it's almost like, what's, what's, the, what's the problem here? You know, I know I've got a God, and I love showing him off, but there's other people that have no idea how to do that. And that's completely fine, and that's why we're going to read here and see what you do and how you're different. So if you'll read with me, Ephesians 4, 25 through 32, we'll go ahead and wrap this passage up. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. And give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with everyone in need. Let no con... Sorry, I cannot read right now, so you'll you'll have to be reading with me. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away for you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as Christ and God forgave you. Now, I think it's important to note here that if you're reading through this list right now and you're like, I can definitely count the number of times where I have had malice, where I've talked bad about somebody, where I've gotten in an argument with somebody, where I've not felt good for somebody else's goals in life. I think we can all say that we mess up daily 
And it's not something to be like put down about because I think this is where the truth really comes in is that we've got a God who's so much greater than our mistakes. We're never gonna get it right, but it's important to make daily strives towards God. And I think that's important because I think, you know, you've got people that are like, I'm gonna mess up, but that's okay. I'm just gonna say sorry to God and we're gonna keep going. I think that's important where we recognize this right now is that you don't just keep messing up on purpose. And I think this ties back into being of your old self before you were saved because you can't just keep doing wrong on purpose and living your life like you were before. It's almost like disrespecting the whole truth of what God is, of who he is. We're never going to get it right, but it's still important to make daily strives towards God. That means making those small steps every day, going at your own pace. It's okay. If you, have, if you have a problem with something, if you have a problem gossiping, if you have a problem with, you know, lying to your parents, with lying to your friends, family, it's a, like that sin it does not define you. You make daily strives towards God. Work with God. He's there for you. Work with God in getting better. But remember, this is hope. This is all hope. In the times where you feel your worst and God makes you feel your best, remember that's hope. It's not just a coincidence. It's not just something random. Remember, it's God's hope. Now, I want to present a question. Obviously, you can't respond to me, and that's completely fine, but it will be up here, and you can take a screenshot, do whatever you need to do to remember it. But why do you think we continue to make strides towards God or towards worldly things and not God if we're Christians? And I'll go and say that again because I messed it up. But why do we continue to make strides towards worldly things and not God if we're Christians? And honestly, I think that's the golden question here. Um, You know, if you're saved and you live every day like you've got God and you are saved and you're good, like there's nothing more than that. We're going to mess up. And as I said before with what I previously said about us not being perfect, We're definitely not perfect. We're not going to ever get it right. But the thing is, is God knows that. He knows our entire lives. He knows your every move, everything that you say. He's already planned for it. But the thing is, is that I think a lot of the times we do make strides towards the world rather than God. And it's hard to answer that question. It is. Like, sitting here right now, I can't give you an honest answer of why sometimes we do that. Because we are open to God's word. We live in a country where we can open God's word every day of our lives, where we can read and we can indulge in Christianity and indulge in God every day. But there's still some times where we turn to the world or we'll turn to TV, we'll turn to what we wear, what other people think of us, instead of turning to God's truth. It comes to the forefront of our lives a lot more than we'd like to admit. And it's our downfall. Ultimately, that's our downfall, and I think that's been our downfall since the beginning of the world. When Adam and Eve first took, when Eve first took the body of the apple, it was her own flesh desires that pushed her, that pushed her to eat the apple, and it's been since then. I think, you know, every day, I think we as Christians do our, like, try our best. There's no right way to be a Christian, but if we continue to make daily strides towards God, we're going to get there. We're going to get to a place when we're in heaven one day and we're able to sit with God and we're able to just 
exist, where he's able to exist in heaven. And so I think it's important that we do know that this question exists and that we know this is a daily issue and something that we address. But to be honest with you, as I was preparing for this message, I was really worried because I didn't want to come across as a hypocrite. I'll be honest, I didn't want to. I didn't want to be the one to sit here on stage, if you've never heard before or never read about it before in the Bible, that we do turn to worldly things a lot more than we think we do. That we oftentimes are more of a reflection of the world than we are of God. Because I mess up. I'm not perfect, you're not perfect, none of us are perfect. But I didn't want to be the one to get up here and tell you that. And I think right there was more of an example than I needed where God made me an example to share with you, is that in that moment where I was so worried about what you guys would think, if you would be like, oh my gosh, I can't ever do that. Like when she's around again, I can't ever talk like that, wear that, because she's going to think she's better than me. I think that in that moment, God showed me exactly what he's talking about. Exactly what Paul pointed out is that I was so scared of being set apart that I didn't want to do it. And I think that's what we face every day. And I think that's something that we struggle with more than we would like to admit is that, yeah, it sounds nice. It sounds nice to be able to be all of what Paul is talking about here. But there is that show. There is that stuff that we wear. There are those things that we say with our friends. There are those things that we watch that still exists. The world is going to exist even if you're making those daily strides towards God and there's nothing that you can do about it. And so the thing that I had to learn was that just by striving after God in our daily lives, not just in when we're in church or when we're with our family or we're praying at dinner or those simple things, but just by making those daily strides towards God, we appear to be different than most. We already are different. And I think right now, just by you sitting in your home, sitting with your friends, watching this right now, you're different. Because there's a lot of kids right now that are out doing crazy stuff. I'm sure you can think of it, I can think of it. Like, you're, not every kid is sitting and watching this, this stream right now. And you're already different than most just by doing that. But here's the final truth today that I want you to take away. And it's that we're set aside to reflect God, not the rest of the world. And that means so much, it means so much. And it's in all aspects, in our relationships, in school, like what we wear, what we listen to, what we watch, it's so important to remember that. And I hope that, you know, it's, I wish that it was something that we could think about every day, but I don't think that we often want to because it's such an uncomfortable truth. Because I think sometimes we go about our lives as Christians and we wanna be able to live like we've got God and show other people that we've got God, but it's not that easy sometimes. There are struggles, it's hard when we see things that are displayed like on TV, when we see advertisements for shows that aren't the best or for books that might not be the best, like you know, conversations you're near that might not be the best, it's hard. You're gonna be different if you make those strides. But just remember, we are set aside to reflect God, not the rest of the world. There's plenty of people reflecting the world already. So honestly, I can tell you that you can strive to be the person that people see as someone who loves God and not just another face in the crowd of the world. You're going to be different. 
But to close out today, I kind of wanted to share this story with you. Uh, it's something that I've kept with me my entire life. Um, it's something I've been told my entire life. But ever since I was little, my dad told me this simple truth anytime I'd go out. And if I would go to a friend's house, if I'd go to school, if I'd go cheer at a basketball game, he would tell me this anytime that I walked out the door. And it's to remember who you are and who you represent. And I think, you know, as a kid, I really didn't take that as, like, as much as I should have. And I think, you know, like, there's so many times that we walk out of the house or we walk into a friend's house or we go to watch something, go to read something, and we think, okay, nobody's ever going to know about this. Just me. I can handle it. It'll be fine. But the real truth is, is that we represent a God that is so much bigger than anything that we can imagine. You might be alone and you might be watching that show or you might be alone with a friend and y'all are not talking the best or you might be wearing something that doesn't reflect God the best, but God is there. God is with you all the time. No matter if you walk away, God's still there. No matter if you stray away, God is still there and he's still, he, he hopes in you more than anyone else on this planet could. But this, this one simple phrase of remembering who you are and who you represent, and I think that was my dad's trick all along, was to make sure that I always remembered this, because I think it definitely is something that's getting to use. But it doesn't matter where you are in life. If you're at the lowest of lows, if you're at the high of your life, you reflect God more than you'll ever know. And I think, you know, if you take away anything today, take away this. I hope you take away this and think of it every day. If you want me to remind you, I can remind you to send me a text. I'll send that quote to you. I'll start a system and I'll start sending it to people. If you want to send it to people, it's fine. I just know that this made such a huge impact on my life. And it always has helped me to remember that we reflect a God who is so much bigger than us. We represent a God that is so much bigger than us. And just to leave today with this fact of that we represent God. Don't represent the world. There's too many people that do it already. Represent a God who loves you, who cares for you, who wants the best for you every single day of your life. That's the best that we could ever do is do our best to represent God. But go ahead and pray with me and bow our heads. God, thank you so much for everything that you do and for everything that you consistently do. I pray that you help us to reflect God more than we ever know or that we ever could. Lord, I pray that with every action, every step that we take, that we remember you in the forefront of our minds and not what's going on around us. God, I pray that you have your hand on us and that as we go out of collective today, as we go out of this stream, that we keep you in the forefront of our mind and that we remember that we represent you. We represent a kingdom that is so much greater than the city that we're living in now, than the world we're living in now, than the social media platform that we're a part of, the friend group that we're a part of, Lord. I pray that you help us to stay consistent with you, to stay with you at all times. It's in your name we pray. Amen.